This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. Bigpodcast.com is the site. And this is the podcast to help you grow your podcast, spread your message, have more influence, authority, impact, make money with your podcast. This episode, it is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter. It's called Big Podcast Insider. That is available at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You will hear me say that a lot of times during this episode because that is where everything is linked. I've got more information there. I'm calling this the foundational episode, and that's what we're going to cover, the foundation that you're going to build upon in the upcoming year so you can have a big podcast. First thing, a big podcast is simple. How not to overcomplicate that. How to write a social media bio for your podcast. So when people see you on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you are, you'll be able to take advantage of that traffic, get them over to your podcast. The only four sections every about page needs. If you don't have an about me page on your site, you need one. And these are the four sections that you need when you build it. How to grow your podcast audience using old school marketing. There are three things that are coming back with a vengeance. They are hot now. We're going to go through all of those. I'm sharing a simple story tip from South Park. You've seen South Park. It's been going on for like 20 something years now. Anyway, they've got a simple storytelling tip. This is how they get episodes out so quickly, so fast. Your 2023 podcasting strategy. We're going to go deeper into that. All of this coming up. This episode brought to you by Riverside, the leading platform to record studio quality remote podcasts and video. Remote is a thing, man, and it enables you to go all over the world with the guests that you can bring into your podcast. That's why over 70,000 people and companies use Riverside, companies like Spotify and the New York Times. It records locally on your computer, your guests, your co-host, everybody gets a local recording. Riverside takes those recordings, puts them up into the cloud, stitches them together, and gives you those raw files for your production. It's very intuitive. It is easy to use. This is what I love most about it. All you do is give your guests a link. That link opens up in a Chrome browser. You're good to go. You're connected immediately to your guests. You can do audio only. That's what I prefer. You can add video if you want to. Whatever you want, they've got it for you at riverside.fm. And right now you can try it for free. They're going to give you a couple of hours to try it out. In fact, it's enough time for you to look under the hood, see if you like it. I think you're going to. I'm going to give you a discount code should you decide you want to keep going. That discount code, Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Just spell it out, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Go to riverside.fm, get your free trial. When you decide that you want to keep going, they're going to give you 15% off with this code. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, riverside.fm. You know how this works, all those things that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go through them. And in between them, there's going to be this sound. That's how you know it's time to go to the next story. Every story here, it is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'm going to try to give you the complete story here, but if you want more, sometimes you want more. I've got it for you. Again, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. First thing on the agenda, do not overcomplicate it. Building a big podcast is simple. And if you do not have as many listeners as you would like, this is my question for you. Are you overcomplicating things? Are you worried about fancy tools, fancy equipment, effects processors, recorders, mixers, the flashy blinky lights? Do you really need that? Probably not. You know, I'm big on sounding good because people are judging you by the way that you sound. But there's a place, and I would say that's, you know, the $60, $100 range for your microphone where 
you're not getting that much more performance out of a mic that could be considerably more expensive. This mic that I'm on right now, it's about 500, 600 bucks, depending on where you buy it. RE20 is the model, Electro Voice is the brand. So five, 600 bucks, the shock mount alone is $100. You could have a mic for that price. Is it that much better than a $100 mic? You know, maybe for my years, I can tell the difference. And I think that's part of the issue as we get further and further into podcasting, we can start to hear these little bitty things that we didn't hear before. Have you ever been listening to music with a musician? I do it all the time. One, because I am a musician <laughs> or used to be, but I'm in Nashville and you're listening with your musician friends. It's a, it's a little offbeat. You were loving it. You didn't notice it. Same thing with podcasting. You know, That's not to say that our listeners aren't noticing. Our listeners are smart. They know what is good, even if they don't know why it's good. Anyway, not to overcomplicate this story, fold the in on itself, talking about overcomplicating things. But things go sideways really quickly when we start worrying about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that we need to add to our podcast production, to the process that we go through when we're doing an interview. Most of the time, the biggest holes that I see in people doing podcasts, that is with the foundation. So that's what I'm going to focus on. I've already teased this out a little bit, but what I mean by this is the foundational elements like your bio, your about me page, how to tell stories. That's the focus of this episode. Let's get to it. How to write a bio for your podcast. The reality of the world that we are living in right now, many people, maybe most people, are exposed to your podcast for the first time via social media. That means they're reading about you or otherwise consuming your other content, your non-podcast content, photos, videos, written word, and experiencing that first, not your podcast itself. And that's weird, right? Because you want to be known as a podcaster. I mean, a lot of people do. Sometimes a podcaster is just another extension of whatever it is that you do, your company, your influencer campaign, your advertising. But I'm going to make the assumption that you're here, build a big podcast because you care about your podcast, maybe a little bit more than somebody who's thinking, eh, I got a podcast now. This is something that's really important to you. So let's talk about how to get people to listen to your podcast and ultimately subscribe. How do you transfer those people from social media to your podcast? One of the easy ways to do it, one of the simple ways to do it, again, we're focusing on foundation here, a solid social media bio. I've got an article, and I'm going to go through a little bit of it right now that explains what elements you need in a social media bio. And there's a lot of stuff listed in this article. Let me go through these because you could add all of them. I'm going to go through the top three things that I think that you need. Who you are, the services or products that you provide, your brand's personality or vibe, and that can come through in the other writing, the other things that you've got on your social media, where you're located, if you've got a physical location. With that said, even if you don't have a physical location, I always put Nashville, Tennessee, always, because I'm proud of being from Nashville. I'm a native, influences my outlook on the world. I want to be an ambassador for Nashville. So where you're located, that's the fourth one. The industry or niche in which you operate. If you go to any of my social media bios, and here's a good one for you to check out, instagram.com slash bigpodcast1, numeral one. You're going to know really quickly what business I'm in. If I go to your Instagram page, your bio, am I going to know that? It needs to be obvious. Links to your website at a minimum and any other relevant online real estate. So you need to have a link back to your homepage. Sometimes people do a link in bio and have what's known as a link tree. One page that has five or six links that people can go to. You need something like that. You need a clear call to action 
that helps visitors decide what to do next. For example, more information about whatever it is that you do. For example, here's how to listen to my latest podcast. Also, keywords that help people find your brand via search. Those are the seven suggestions. I think that's a lot for a social media bio on a podcast, arguably overkill, but I would recommend that you take a look at your current social media bios and at the very least include these three elements. One, your podcast personality and vibe. That's gonna come through via your artwork. That's gonna come through via the posts that you're posting on Twitter, the images on Instagram, the videos on YouTube. I always talk about flying your flag. This is part of it. I should know what I'm going to get on your podcast based on what I see via your social media, based on the words that you use. You don't want to have a situation like a lot of comedians do where somebody gets exposed to them via a sitcom on broadcast television. It's family friendly. Say it's Red Fox, for example, Sanford and Son. Am I dating myself? You don't know what I'm talking about? Google it. Sanford and Son, but we can use any comedian on broadcast television. It's family friendly. It's Friday night. Gather around the family watch the TV, have a nice wholesome evening. Most of the time, because those shows are done through a filter, you have a much different experience than if you were to go to see one of these guys in a nightclub. And this happens again and again and again. The only guy I can think of offhand that wasn't like that, Bill Cosby, the Cosby show. But if you met Bill Cosby personally, you're going to have a much different experience. Too soon? Maybe so. But this is a really serious thing though. If you want to build a big audience, who you are on the screen, on stage, on your podcast should probably be pretty much who you are off the stage. Otherwise, you're going to get pushback. And that's exactly what's happened with Bill Cosby. That's exactly what happened with Tiger Woods. That's exactly what's happened to Kanye West. People do not like to be fooled. So figure out your personality, bring that into your podcast, and make that very obvious on your social media bio. Second thing, the industry or niche in which you operate. If you've got a weight loss podcast, it needs to be pretty obvious that it's a weight loss podcast. I'm talking to a podcaster this week. He had a catchy name for his podcast. Some kind of inside joke. Let's call it the Hubba Bubba podcast. (laughs) I'm making that up. What's it about? Bubble gum? Hubba Bubba? No, 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 no. I said, what is it about? He said, well, I'm hoping people will be curious and they'll listen. They won't. It needs to be obvious. Take it back to the weight loss example. You've got a weight loss podcast and I'm trying to lose 15 pounds. If it's obvious to me that your podcast is about weight loss, I'm going to be pretty likely to listen to it. If you've made it even more focused and it's specifically for people who are 15 pounds overweight, I'm definitely going to listen to it. So consider that with the naming of your podcast and also make it clear the industry and niche in which you operate. That needs to be obvious on all your social media, especially your bio. Third thing, a clear call to action that directs people to your podcast to hear more. If I go to your podcast, you've got the Weight Loss 15 podcast. That's great, but how am I going to find it? Do you have the link to the subscription page? Do you have the link where I can try it? Do you have the link to the link tree that has both of those things? Do you have a QR code that I can scan and it will take me immediately to the subscription page or to a page where I can listen to the podcast? Those are the three elements that you need. You need to be clear on your podcast personality and vibe. The industry or niche in which you operate needs to be clear. That third thing, that call to action, something that directs people, lets them know exactly where to go so they don't go on to the next social media profile, the next bio, and completely forget about you. Get them involved as soon as you can. The thing that I suggest that you do, if you have one link 
take them to a mobile-friendly subscription page. I've got copy that you can swipe. Swipe the design. I don't care. Download it, steal the HTML, change it up to your podcast. You can check it out. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I've actually got two versions that you can use to get people from your social media site to wherever your podcast is. I've got a recommendation of a tool that you can use to do it automatically. And this is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. The only four sections every about page needs. Once you've gotten people off social media, they're likely going to end up at your website sooner or later. And if you're smart, you've got an about page. Before I get into this, let me talk about the three things that you need on the website for your podcast. The first is your podcast itself. That sounds obvious, but it is super easy to skip. Sometimes people don't know how to put audio on a basic website. Sometimes podcast hosts, they don't have good players where you can embed that audio on your website. So if this is something that you have not done, you need to do that. People will not simply subscribe to your podcast without having heard it. You don't need anything fancy, no fancy plugin, just the built-in player from your podcast host. That works most of the time, but you've got to have your podcast itself on your website. The second thing that you need, this is more important for the long haul because almost nobody listens to podcasts via the web. Only the sample, never really dive into. So the second thing that you need is you need a way to subscribe to that podcast. If you go to bigpodcast.com or podcast.bigpodcast.com, you will see subscription options on the main page and you'll see them on a dedicated subscription page. And the way that I do this, you've heard me mention this at the very end of the podcast, is I give you three subscription options and really a fourth if you wanna take the podcast over to your phone, which a lot of people do, and that's gonna be what's best for you because that's where most podcasts are listened to. But those three options that you wanna have, if you're on iPhone, most people go into Apple, Android, most people either Google, like I said, or Spotify, and then RSS. For Android, maybe you wanna put both of those. People listen to Spotify, strangely enough. Maybe you wanna dedicate a Spotify link. So you've got four links, Apple, Google, Spotify, and then RSS. But I've also got that QR code to get people over to their phones. And more or less, this is what it does. It takes you to a mobile-friendly page. It says, what kind of phone are you on? Or it already knows what kind of phone you are on. You can make it do that if you want to. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But based on that, it can take somebody to the podcast player that they are using via their phone. That third thing that you want is the about page. That's what I'm talking about here. I've got an example of that. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What goes on an about page? I've got an article that goes deeper into this. I'm gonna give you these four things, but if you want more information, newsletter.bigpodcast.com for that. Here are the four things that you want. First of all, a clear value proposition that lets listeners know what they're going to get. That's important. We don't like to take chances. Think back to the Hubba Bubba podcast. People aren't that curious. They're not gonna click on something not knowing what they're getting. They're certainly not going to download it and listen to it for 15 minutes to figure out what you're talking about. They want to know what they're getting into. Second thing is a list of relevant achievements that let listeners know why you and your podcast matter. This is a time for you to brag a little bit. Why should we listen to you? You've got that Weight Loss 15 podcast. Maybe you were 300 pounds. Now you're 150 pounds. You 10 times the 15, 150 pounds is what you lost. That's why I should listen to you because you know a little something about losing weight yourself. And because you've been through it, you can relate that experience to me. Third thing, you want an engaging story that keeps listeners reading and makes you and your podcast more memorable. That's engaging, is it not? Losing 150 pounds, that's pretty engaging. 
That's the kind of story that you need. And I'm using this example to say that your relevant achievements, it doesn't have to be, oh, I went to Yale or I went to Oxford. And the engaging story doesn't have to be something like, I found myself on a plane with a suicide hijacker and I was able to disarm him. It doesn't have to be something like that or landing a plane in the Hudson or that kind of thing. I mean, those are great when they happen. People can have careers over that. And there's certainly a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of corporate speakers that have that kind of thing. But 99% of the people doing that kind of work, the people with big podcasts, the people who are doing things to make money online, they're just regular people like you and me. They've done something that other people want to know about. What is it that you've done? And those two things usually go together. That's why I'm mentioning this, the engaging story and relevant achievements. Sometimes you've got to make your story more engaging. Let's go back to the 150 pounds example. Yeah, you lost 150 pounds, but was it that easy? Probably not. Bring the drama out, man. You ever seen this show called Ice Road Truckers? I've never seen it, but I basically know what it is. It's people that drive on ice. You know, these frozen lakes. <laughs> they got the trucks with the spike tires that drive on ice. And I was reading something about it, about how they put the stories together. Is it dangerous? Yes, it is dangerous. But the way they tell the story, I've seen enough of these shows to know how they tell the story. I've worked on these shows. They know the outcome. They know the guy who is stuck or has a flat tire or whatever. They know he's going to get out of there. They've got all the footage to the end. You don't have that. And they're releasing it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit at a time. Same thing with your story. You know that you have lost 150 pounds but it wasn't that easy. So take people back to a time when you didn't know you were going to lose 150 pounds because that's where they are. Well, it's easy for him to say he's already lost 150 pounds, but there was a time when you didn't know that. So think about your story. What was it like before you had accomplished what you did? That is what makes it engaging. Fourth thing, a simple call to action. This is something that encourages listeners to do something such as subscribe to your podcast. Maybe if you've got something like the 150 pound story or wanting to lose 15 pound story, here's what you can do to lose 15 pounds. This is how I would get started. Give me your email address. Go here and listen to this. Something that makes people want to subscribe or otherwise take action. Basically continue to have a relationship with you other than just looking at your about page. So let me go through this again. The first thing is a clear value proposition, just letting people know what they're getting. Second thing, a list of relevant achievements letting you know why you and your podcast matter. Third, that's the engaging story, something that keeps people reading, something that keeps people listening. And fourth, a simple call to action, something that encourages listeners, readers to have a continuing relationship with you. I'm curious about your bio. Reach out to me, bigpodcast.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Mastodon. By the way, if you need a Mastodon invite, if you haven't already gotten on there, it's where all the cool kids are. I've got the invite. I've got the four things you need on your about page and the three things that every podcaster needs on his website linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Grow your podcast audience with old school marketing. I realized I was getting old when what used to work and then it didn't work for a while is working again. Trends come and go. Disco music, it's hot. And then it's not. And then it bubbles under and it bubbles under and it bubbles under and boom, it's hot again. Same thing with marketing. And this is what's working to grow audiences right now. Three things. First thing is direct mail. 
And I'm talking about old school postcards, letters in the mail. I just got one today from Amazon. If you're interested in this, it's going to be at the blog bulletin.bigpodcast.com. That's where that is. And you know what they're doing? They're doing exactly what I talk about on this podcast. They're talking about getting you to scan a QR code with your phone and getting you back on the internet. Irony, right? It works. And that's why Amazon's doing it. Anyway, I got a letter from them today in the mail. I'm going to have that bulletin.bigpodcast.com. Second thing, blogging. Speaking of blogging, man, how great is this? It's all coming together. Everything that I do, (laughs) everything that I'm talking about, it's coming back. But the truth is it still works. It's like that bubbling under disco. Disco didn't die. It just went underground. Same thing with podcasting. People say, oh, podcasting, it's not hot anymore. Blogging, not hot anymore. Yeah, maybe for the mainstream, but it doesn't mean that you can't make plenty of money, have impact, have influence, do all the things that we're talking about on this podcast by continuing to do it. But now it's getting hot. So don't be fooled. This isn't bubbling under anymore. This is coming back. Blogging's coming back. Direct email's coming back. And the third thing, email, even cold email. I'm going to go way back and tell you a story. This is back in the 90s. I'm in Memphis. I'm in an alt-rock band. I don't have any pictures of this, but I do have a picture of me with bleach blonde hair, man. You want to see it? I got it linked. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Anyway, I'm doing a gig opening for this guy. He's absolutely killing it when it came to building a fan base, getting people out to his shows. The guy was a networker. I actually met him because he walked in the record store that I was working at. And he knew the manager. He'd become friends with her. And the way that it used to work back then, you would want to make friends with the people at the record store because in the record store, you've got a stereo and you can play the music. But also you'd have people who would come in the record store and they would ask you, usually you're a hipster kid. That's what I was at the time. They'd say, what's hot? What should I get? I'm looking for a gift, whatever. And you could recommend somebody. So it was pretty common for labels to come in, management, bands, artists, come in, try to make friends with people at the record store. Anyway, that's how I met this guy. We became friends with him and he's absolutely killing it. Just a great networker. And I knew about the record stores and I knew about what he was doing as far as going in, pressing flesh, shaking hands. But I was like, how do you get all these people out to your gigs? Is everybody recommending your album? What's the deal? And he said, I send out a monthly postcard letting people know where I'm playing that month. Meaning if somebody's in Memphis, he's going to let you know all the gigs around Memphis. They're in Nashville. You get a different postcard for the Nashville area. Jackson, Jackson area, Walla Walla, Washington, Chunky, Mississippi, whatever. Each market had its own separate postcard and he would check in with you. He'd make you feel like he was local. But not only was he sending you that local postcard that made you feel like it's just for you, he was making it just for you. He would write a handwritten note on each one of them. And it wasn't a long note. It was two words. Hi, David. That's all it took. So we started doing it too. You take an eight and a half by 11 piece of cardstock, standard piece of paper, but it's a little bit heavier. Run it through the copy machine, chop it into fourths using a guillotine paper cutter, write a note on each, send them out, and it worked. Hi, David. Personal note. People say, oh man, I got your postcard. You wouldn't believe it, man. But I thought I was their best friend. (laughs) And I was trying to be cool. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was trying to fool people. I was really just trying to appreciate them. Hey man, appreciate you coming out. That kind of thing. It works and it still works. Maybe better than ever because there's less mail to compete with. When you send something out like this, it may very well be the only piece of mail in somebody's box. 
the mail that I got today, two things. One, the letter from Amazon. Two, a bill. <laughs> That's it. So there's not a whole lot of competition. That's why Amazon's doing it. And you can bet they have tested that. I've talked about this before. Amazon being a dot-com company, they found when they sent a catalog, a paper catalog, just like an old school catalog you get in the 80s, when they sent that, sales went up 30%. They don't send it out to everybody. They're specialty catalogs, but they do this all the time. That's why I got that letter. Again, I'm going to have this. It's bulletin.bigpodcast.com if you want to see that. Here's the question. How do you get addresses? First of all, you can ask. You can get them by selling merch. Maybe you're already doing that. Here's an even easier way to do it. It will also help you get the word out about your podcast, get people used to getting mail from you. I would go to Sticker Mule. I've got a $10 credit for you linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Print some stickers for your podcast. Offer them to listeners who send you their address. Then every couple months, maybe more often, send a postcard to let people know what you're doing. Keep that relationship going. Let them know you're still alive. Hi, David. Still here. Still making podcasts. You don't need an excuse, just a cool design. You can do it very easily on Canva. That's linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's free, by the way. It's cheaper, easier, and faster for us to do this than ever before. But not so cheap like email or so cheap like social media or putting up a website. That's why people don't do it. It's just a little bit more than free. I would say probably 20 bucks for most people to do this. Every couple months, it's a little bit of time, a little bit of ink, a little bit of work but it's going to get you big results to developing that relationship. It's not going to be everybody. It's just going to be your best people, the people that want stickers for your podcast, the people that don't mind giving you their address. These are the very best people to have in your corner. You do not need a lot of people. You just need a few very dedicated people. You've heard about 1,000 true fans. That's it. 1,000 people to give you 100 bucks every year, $100,000. That's not bad. As far as email, Newsletter.bigpodcast is an example of that. The email goes out every Friday morning, New York time. If you want to get in the email newsletter game, by the way, I've got some software. It's 49 bucks, one-time fee, no monthly payments. It's a good way to jump into newsletters. That's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. The simplest storytelling tip we've ever found. You ever heard this quote, facts tell, stories sell. Whether you're working on a podcast, an ad, a meme, an email, live presentation, story, I've got that in quotes here, that's important. And this is a simple storytelling trick. It's used by the writers of South Park. It's going to help you make your stories better. I'm going to play it for you right now. We found out this really simple rule that maybe you guys have all heard before, but it took us a long time to learn it. We can take these beats, which are basically the beats of your outline, and if the words and then belong between those beats, you're Basically, you got something pretty boring. What should happen between every beat that you've written down is either the word therefore or but. Anytime you're telling a story and you find yourself saying and then, and then, and then, replace all the and thens with either but or therefore. We built this product for our audience, but then in research we found they had a different need, not the one we thought they did. Therefore, we sent it through R&D, and now we have an even better product than we started with in the first place. But, therefore, but, therefore, but, therefore. It's like Mad Lib storytelling. Not bad, right? These guys are worth a look, and I think it's worth listening to them. 
like a podcast, maybe your podcast, definitely most podcasts, these guys get episodes out so quickly. They do episodes from start to finish within a couple of weeks. That to me is one of the most interesting things about South Park. You don't know how they do animation. It's all computerized. It's not hand-drawn. And you could have something that happens today and within a couple of weeks, they're going to mention it on the show. It is very, very, very timely. And that's the storytelling technique. That's what you just heard. I've gotten more information. If you want to see the video of that, everything is linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Halo podcast humor for you. Didn't mention this in the table of contents. <laughs> That's because you're going to have to go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com to see this. It's a funny meme. It's a joke about the RE20, the mic I'm talking into now. Arguably the best podcast mic ever. I couldn't fault you if you asked Santa for one. The reason I bring it up here is because I'm going to be doing some giveaways in the new year. I want to give you the very best equipment for your podcast. I'm curious what you want, what you need. I've got more information linked. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Reach out to me there. Reach out to me at bigpodcast.com, the website, social media, wherever you want to reach out to me. Let me know what it is that you're interested in, the equipment that you feel that would make your podcast better, or maybe it's the help from me that would make your podcast better. Let me know because I'm doing some giveaways for the upcoming year, trying to support the community, trying to help you spread a message, get more people to your podcast, make the world a better place. This sounds so trite and it sounds so cliche, but I really mean this. I feel that podcasters, we can change the world. We've got these micro niches. We've got these relationships that we're building with people. Little things like the postcards. Hi, David. Those type of relationships, which the world seems to be greatly missing, we are bringing those. So we have a really good opportunity to do something great for people, for the world, for culture, for community. I want to help you do that. I'll be doing that through some giveaways. More information, it's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, speaking of 2023, let's talk about your 2023 podcasting strategy. This is a quick reminder. You know it, but since this is a foundational episode, it's worth repeating. Buyers do not buy after seeing one ad, reading one blog, going to one event, hearing one podcast. If you want to grow your podcast or the business around it in the upcoming year, you're going to need both quality content and frequent content. This doesn't mean that you need to do episodes daily, but after working with hundreds of podcasters and seeing the data on thousands more, I can say with confidence that generally the fastest growing shows are the ones with weekly episodes. Are there exceptions to the rule? Sure, there are. A lot of people talk about hardcore history. Well, he just releases an episode whenever he feels like it. Yeah, yeah, sure he does. His episodes are four hours long and he's consistent. You probably are not putting that level of effort into your episodes. So the lower the effort, the more frequency you need. And I'm not saying you're not putting effort into your episodes, but you're not doing basically an audiobook or a movie with the research and the music and the narration and the editing. It's a different game that most nonfiction, conversational, interview-based, or educational-based podcasts are playing. So this is something for you to consider in 2023. I'm mentioning it here because this is a foundational episode, and we're talking about things that you can do, small changes that will give you significant results. One of those things is to have more frequency in the episodes that you do. Are you consistently putting out an episode every week? That is my suggestion 
for most podcasters. If you have questions about your podcast, your specific niche, feel free to reach out. I've talked about how to do that. Twitter, Mastodon, everything's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Reach out to me that way if you've got questions about your specific podcast. I'll give you advice on that. The frequency, what I know about other people in your market, in your niche, and what they are having success with. But the bottom line is this. I want you to keep showing up, keep applying pressure. Let them feel you. Let them know that you exist. That's coming through your podcast. That's coming through the frequency of your podcast. You keep showing up. It's coming through those direct mail letters. It's coming through an email newsletter. It's you showing up every single time that I'm logging in, every time that I'm on my podcast player, every time I'm talking to somebody about the niche that you're in, maybe you're getting mentioned, keep showing up. How can you do that? Think about that for 2023. You need more help. I've got it for you. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com for more information on this and how to contact me. Classifieds. You know, I got a classified section, 35 bucks to get in the newsletter. Not only the newsletter, but also mentioned on this podcast if you're interested newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That has more information. Let's talk about the classifieds. I've already talked about Sticker Mule, $10 credit, $10 to spend on custom stickers, magnets, buttons, and more for your podcast. Also, Rock and Pod Expo coming to Nashville March 17th through 19th. I've been to Rock and Pod a couple times. Last year at Rock and Pod, I interviewed three, not one, not two, but three of the original MTV VJs. We had a live event on stage, hundreds of people in the audience. Matt Penfield from 120 Minutes, Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball, and also Mark Goodman, one of the original five MTV VJs. He's now on Sirius XM. Those guys on stage with me is a great interview, a real fun time, Rock and Pod Expo, even bigger this year, March 17th through 19th, 2023, in Nashville. Rockandpod.com is where to get more information. Also, privacy, privacy.com. Privacy lets you control when, where, and how much you can be charged. It's basically a dummy credit card. They give you a disposable credit card. It's very cool. Privacy.com is the website. They give me a special link, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Get a little bit of credit, a little money to spend. Check it out, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's called Privacy. It's really easy to use. It's basically a burner credit card. It's going to make sure that you don't get dinged and dinged and dinged and dinged forever. And did I mention it's free? It's free and they're going to pay you to use it. That special link, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. It's a long one, trying to be more thorough. Talked about the feedback that I got last week. Yeah, I'm delivering on it though, man, because I want to give you something that's going to help you grow a bigger podcast, have more influence, make more money, help you spread your message, make the world a better place. If you want more information from me, I'm at bigpodcast.com. The best thing that you can do right now is subscribe to this podcast, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Those three buttons that I talked about earlier, the iPhone button, the Android button, the RSS button, I've got them there. So however you're getting your podcast, it's going to be easy to subscribe with just one click. I've got the QR code that you can scan and steal, steal that copy, steal the HTML. If you do, you're going to get more podcast subscribers. So check it out, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Feel free to swipe it, download it to your hard drive, modify it for your needs. And while you are there, subscribe to Build a Big Podcast so you never miss an episode. I will see you on the next episode.